This episode of The Taylor Stevens Show is brought to you by listeners, readers, and patrons. If you'd like to learn how to support this podcast, please visit www.patreon.com slash taylorstevens. best-selling and award-winning author of kick-ass international thrillers and this is the taylor stevens show with my good friend steve campbell where we are kicking writing in the butt one word at a time and taylor was that really you or was that some kind of like an ai audio (laughs) nice steve very nice (laughs) (laughs) so i have been experimenting with uh, ai audio and i i've run across this company who's doing AI audio and it is a quantum leap forward from anything that I've ever seen before. And I've been looking pretty hard at this stuff for the last three years uh, because the company that I work for has probably five or 600 books that aren't out in audio. And we have listeners who want to hear them and they don't care if it's like Alexa reading the book or something like that. They don't care if it's an AI-generated thing. But everything that we've looked at has been suboptimal. And about halfway through last year, uh, Google came out with their own, and and they had a way where if you were publishing your books through um, the Google publishing infrastructure, and I'm drawing a blank on the name right now, but you could automatically turn that into an AI generated audiobook and sell it through their platform. And so we That's tried crazy. that and it was okay. Um, it, it's better than not being able to listen to the book because if people are, you know, their vision is, is poor and they like the stories, they just want to hear them in, in whatever method is possible. But we came across this company the other day and I was testing it, and it's like, oh, my gosh, this is unbelievable. It is so much better than anything I've ever heard before. And I actually put together the first two chapters of a book, and I did the intro for it in my voice, but it was AI-generated. And the Wait, people how? that listened how, to how? it couldn't tell that it wasn't me, and they couldn't how tell. How did you do that? Well, that's what I wanted to talk about. So first off, this is is incredible. I have no idea how they do it, but they actually get the intonations right. It's It's like the AI is reading ahead, looking at the story, and amping up excitement in the voice when there's something exciting that's about to happen. I have no idea how they do it, but it's really something. But the way... I could do the AI capture on my voice, and I'm actually going to clip something out and put it in here to um, give you an example of it. And I'll just put it right here. Hi, this is an AI voice clone of Steve's voice here on the Taylor Stevens Show. All of our listeners have had the benefit of hearing that, and I still have no idea. (laughs) Well, I'm going to have to create something, and I'll 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 send it to you. But it's it's not. It's not perfect because they won't accept a lot of audio. They limit it to about a minute's worth of audio. So 
it depends on what you've done. And I'm hoping that there's a higher level where you can send in more audio and it, it will get more of your voice. But it, it, so to me, you, it like, sounded like me. Reading? Are you reading something? I are actually you, just took like, a clip out of you and I talking where it was just me and sent it up. And that's, that's what I used to get the AI voice for me. So I could, I could just, I could just as easily create one for you. And then you just type in what so you means, wanted to that say. That means we're going to enter an era where people are going to have to like, how, how do you prevent abuse of that? Where who owns your voice? Like right now we know who owns your image is whoever took the picture of you. But like, if somebody wants to just use your likeness in a movie or something, there are rules they have to follow about fair use and whatever. Who owns your voice? <laughs> Can you take, like, what happens to the people who have been audio readers for decades? Can someone just come along and sample their voice now? And Legally, and no. Legally, the answer is no. Um, but okay. what you can do, if you have a favorite narrator, is you can pay them to um, to become your digital narrator. And you can pay them so much a book where they don't have to do anything. They just have to provide the voice. So yeah, that's becoming really a famous, thing now. The, but the really it's, famous audio narrators are going to be banking it. <laughs> well, if they do it. I mean, right now, most people don't know about this particular thing yet. Um, but... The, the, the idea of cloning voices for AI has been around for a little while, and there are other people that do it as well, and some, I'm sure, that do it better than this company. But the way they were able to take a minute's worth of audio, it's, it's really it's fascinating, and I, there are so many applications for it, um, including you know things like podcasts. There are people now who are... There's someone who is doing a parody of the Joe Rogan show. And it's, I, I can't remember what it's called, but it's, it's like a takeoff on Joe Rogan's name. But they took like 10 hours of his audio to create an audio voice and they're doing it as parody. And apparently that's okay. And there are oh. other people who are doing oh, like, because it's parody. Yeah, my guest today is President Obama. And it's, you know, it's clearly not President Obama. And they say that it's, you know, what they're doing. But when you listen to it, it's like, Wow, this is this is really something. But yes, this is the stuff that's happening now and some of it is horrifying in ways that you can't even imagine and some of it is really really cool. But anyway, that's what I wanted to talk about, the whole idea of being able to uh clone your own voice very easily and it, very inexpensively. Taylor, you and I talked about a company called Describe that yeah. is, is a podcast. Uh, they do podcast and video things. And one of the things that they do is we could take the audio for our podcast and they would transcribe it. And then you could go in and let's say I said something that was completely wrong. I could go in and just edit the text and they would use an AI version of my voice to to take out the old text and put in the new text that this is what I meant to say. And it it's would be, amazing, it would one, be yeah. seamless. And that was around uh, 18 months ago. So it's, it's gotten even better now. So it, it's just, it's, it's really cool. And that's just what I wanted to talk about for chit chat. 
So I will, I will send you Taylor a copy of what I drop in that the listeners will have, will have already heard so that you can hear it as well. And it's not exactly like my voice, but it's pretty close. And uh, it's kind of, kind of cool. There, there are a lot of things that could be done with this. What do we have as a (laughs) a topic of discussion? I am. I, the rest of this is also going to be a little bit chit chatty in that I wanted to update our listeners on what's happening with me. Um, I put out a very short post on Patreon. Uh, well, by the time this show airs, it'll have been about, I don't know, a week and a half ago or something. And maybe even longer, but just, I've been absent from social media. I've been absent from Patreon and just kind of disappeared for the last couple of months. And especially for patrons, I wanted them to know what's going on because I mean, I owe, I owe it to them. And the way that I explained it briefly in the post that I put up is that in the old days, back when my brain worked the way that it was supposed to, I I would disappear sometimes too. And it would be it would be because I was hyper-focused. I was, all I wanted to do was I'm working on something. I don't want to be distracted. I just want to get through this chunk that I'm working on, whether it's a, a difficult chapter or finishing a book or a draft or whatever it is. Because for me, it's really hard to switch gears. If I, like a lot of people are just really good at coming up with stuff to put on social media. They talk about stuff incessantly. And it amazes me because I'm not like that. If I'm with you in real life or on a podcast, I will just not shut up and I will keep talking. But coming up with stuff to say just randomly, it it just doesn't cross my mind. It takes a lot of work and trying to do that, it will pull me completely out of my train of thought or my focus. And then when I come back to it, I'm just not in that zone anymore. So that's how it used to be when I was just at my desk every day, writing, 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 writing for, for books and stuff. Then my brain broke. <laughs> and uh, when my brain broke, everything became so hard. Uh, just thinking became hard. Writing became impossible. Answering emails took hours. Just getting the energy to go out and go to the grocery store was an ordeal. And then I'd come back and I had nothing left to do anything else. It It just sucked so much time out of life that I even when I wanted to interact online I just didn't have it in me and now I have vanished again and this time I vanished because I'm back to hyper focusing and I personally I think that's a very good thing because it means that for me to be hyper focused like that means that my brain has to be working and it is kind of working again, uh, iffy. I mean, I have still have some pretty bad days and I'm still really quite at the mercy of a brain that may or may not show up on any given day. But at the end of December, not in the middle of December, I guess it was, I happened upon something that changed everything for me and that I finally realized that what was going on in my brain was due to an actual health issue that I've been dealing with probably at least since I was in my teens, maybe early 20s, teens at least. And it has affected everything in my life. 
I just didn't know it. I always thought it was me, that I was just not as strong as everyone else. I was lazier. I didn't have enough motivation. It's always me, me, me. I'm the problem. And it never crossed my mind that there might actually be an organic reason for my, why my brain broke. And now I know that there is. And it realizing that it it did two things. One, <laughs> it uh, it changed the way I look at myself. It changed. It changed me from hating myself to realizing how how strong I've been all this time. But the just to to keep up with life at the pace that I was keeping up with life and to be dealing with this thing at the same time was like. This is awesome. I I should be rewarding myself and praising myself instead of berating myself and hating on myself. But the other thing that it did was made me go, great, how do I fix it? <laughs> and as anybody who has listened to this podcast for as long as we've been going knows that I'm really, really crazy good at figuring things out and at doing research and stuff. So that's where I've been for the last month and a half is, is going down a rabbit hole trying to figure out what exactly is wrong and why it went wrong to try and get as close to the source as possible to, to fix it, to get my brain back. And I've, I've had some medical tests done. And by the time this show airs, I, I should have had the, the last big test done. I'm not looking forward to it all um, because it generally makes you really sick. And it, so either it's going to make me sick or it doesn't. And if it doesn't, then that just means that much more work involved in trying to, you know, figure out because I know, I know what is wrong with me, but it is very, very hard to diagnose. It is very difficult for most doctors don't know about it. It falls between specialties. And so finding someone who actually can help you fix you based on your specific symptoms, it, it can be a bit of a challenge. And it's really helpful in accomplishing that challenge if the results of this particular test point to the issues. They don't always. That's the problem. And so I don't know what's going to happen when I do this test. But because I have been so nose deep in trying to figure out this puzzle and put all the pieces together. I've not been working on my own writing. I've been writing. I've been writing this out and I will eventually have a book, not a publishable book, but my story of what went wrong, how I fixed it and hopefully how I healed myself. That part is, you know, going to be a, a bit of a process, who knows. Uh there will probably be lots of dips and ups and disappointments and hopes shattered, whatever along the way. But at least now I have direction. I know where I'm headed. And these last month and a half have been, I've been my own guinea pig, basically just going, okay, if this is what the medical literature says, then if I do X, it should trigger Y. Let's see what happens. If I do A, it should trigger B. Let's see what happens. And figuring out what 
will trigger the brain dysfunction, what will help ameliorate it. (laughs) I think that's the right word. And as time has gone on through the process of writing this out, when you try and explain something to yourself or to someone else, it forces you to really figure out what you do understand and what you don't. And this is very, very multifaceted. And it's forcing me to look at every single facet and figure out the biomechanical underpinnings to that particular thing. Does this tie into the dysfunction or does it not? And in having to answer that for myself on paper, this forced me to look at things I wouldn't have otherwise looked at because they don't really bother me. They're just things that are happening in my body. And I've never really considered them anything other than just, hey, my body is weird. But now that I know that they supposedly tie into this dysfunction, I need to figure out if it's connected, how it's connected, each and every individual thing. And it's forced me to look beyond the obvious and dig deeper. And it's very time consuming. But through the process of it, I start finding, okay, well, if that's that, then I need to do this. That will make this thing better. And my brain has slowly been coming back online. And I have these moments where I will be able to remember words and tap into vocabulary that's just been disconnected to me for for years now. Then I'll also have moments where I can't remember really easy words like, what's the name? What do you call it when something isn't religious, the, not really the opposite of religion, but like where it exists and it's not religious. Like some churches can be that way where they're churches, but they're not religious. What's that word? Can't for the life of me. I know it starts with an S. I know, I know. Can't tap into it. I have to actually Google it. Oh, secular. Okay. Okay. That's like just, just the bane of my existence. And it's been like that for a while now where I can't, access vocabulary. That's the worst of it. I can't think. I can't make connections. I understand what a character is feeling, but I can't find a way to articulate it on the page. And it is one of the most nightmarish, frustrating things for me personally, because that's what I know. That's what I'm good. That's the only thing that I'm good at. And I can't. And now over this last month and a half, that part of my brain has slowly been like coming back little by little. So it means that I'm on the right track and I'm figuring this stuff out. But until I've got it entirely mapped out, I just have to finish this. I I can't go back to writing Monroe's stories until I finish this, this thing that I've started of mapping it out. And my goal in doing it is not to self-diagnose. I know what's wrong with me. I don't need a diagnosis for that. The diagnosis becomes helpful when you're trying to find a doctor to help you fix things that you can't fix on your own to run tests and whatnot. I need the diagnosis for that. So my goal in all of this is to be able to take this information to a doctor and say, here, here's the map. Help me find a way out of this labyrinth. And um, yeah, that that's sort of where I'm at with it. And the reason I have to do this myself is, A, there are very, very few people who specialize in this who would be able to do it for me. And B, the way our medical system is set up right now, there's no way, you know, 
a five, 10, 15 minute office visit is enough to do what has essentially been months of work on my behalf to, to winnow down to all these very weird things that most doctors would not even consider because they're so rare. And then there's a C version, but I already forgot what that was because that's how my brain is these days. But I think it, it <laughs> had to do with, um, <laughs> give me a second. It'll come back to me. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, when you try and bring all this research to a doctor and you're just sort of, and it's not laid out very methodically, you basically look like you're a hypochondriac or like you're crazy or like you're just seeking a diagnosis and whatnot. And I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of having figured out this puzzle and then someone being like, I'm the doctor, stop doing Googling. But the problem is the doctors aren't also looking at these things to begin with. So I have no choice in it. It's got to be me. So I have a doctor in mind that I do hope to go to and another that's been recommended to me. But all of that has to wait until I have the details thoroughly laid out logically and coherently with medical sites to be able to back it up. And I don't know how long that's going to take, but I feel like I'm closing in on it. So I'm getting close. But once I have gotten that done, then I can set it aside. I'll still be working on healing myself, obviously, but my priority then is to take that better working brain and apply it to finally finishing the fulcrum. So that's what's been going on with me. It's why I've been disappeared. And it's not, I mean, you've, you've caught hints of it through the years. If you've been listening to these podcasts, the clues are all there laid out as I talk about my process and my struggle to focus and um, things that will make it where, you know, oh, I go on a trip and then I can't just get back to writing. It takes me a day or two to, to find my way back. Oh, like if I go out for errands in the morning and I try and come home, I try and write later. My day is shot. You, you, you've already heard it. You've heard all of this stuff. And all of that is like, it's it's all there. It's laid out. It's just the science behind it hasn't been. And now that's what I'm doing is going, all of those things were all just symptoms. There were symptoms of what's fundamentally broken my brain. It, it was just that it wasn't as extreme in those instances as it is now. And so it's been a really fascinating journey. I have a lot of hope. Um, I also know that that hope might be dashed. I might not be able to find a root cause. There might not be an easy fix. I might spend the rest of my life just battling back the symptoms. But at least now I know what it is. I know why it happened. And I know now many things that will trip and trigger it. And I can start avoiding those. And it's that avoidance of avoiding these triggers that, that make it worse that has allowed my brain to start coming back online over these last several weeks. Anyway, that's, that is really just what this show is about, is just updating you on what's going on with me. And eventually I will have a 40 or 50,000 word quote unquote book, not a book, just a document that will tell everything that I've learned and how. And <clears throat> more than likely that book will be of help to some people because as you've gone through your journey, you've done a lot of 
online research and you've in forums and things like that, if the forums, that's like really an old person's term, but <laughs> Facebook groups and uh, maybe Reddits and things like that, where you're getting hints from people that send you in other directions. Yeah. So there are a few people that are dealing with this thing and many of them are in the same place that you are, where there's just, there's no comprehensive sense of this is what's wrong and this is what we can do to make it better. Right. Yeah, it is. There are, I, I suspect, because a lot of people who deal with this, it's so much worse than me. Like I've still been able to mostly function to, to a degree that I'm not bed bound or, you know, in a wheelchair, but a lot of people who deal with it are in, in those situations. And so in that sense, I'm very fortunate, but the frustration of not knowing how to make it better is quite universal. The, this thing that I'm writing, to be able to figure it all out, I have to go back through my memories and, and there's so much personal stuff in it, humiliating stuff, just things that I would never want to make public about myself, but to be able to be, to honestly look at and figure out what is what and separate one thing from the another, I have to do that. And I, so... How much access people will have to this thing, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's terrifying. It's terrifying to think of my most personal things just being out there in the world. But it might come to that. I might eventually come to terms with it. I don't know. <laughs> but for, for at least my patrons, all the patrons will get it. <laughs> so the, the good news, and this was actually one of the most encouraging things I've heard from Taylor in, in quite a while is that she was talking about before we started recording, she was talking about writing the post that was, that went up on Patreon today. And she said that took me like 15 or 20 minutes to write. And in the past that might've taken me a couple hours or maybe a couple Five, days, six hours, a whole day. Yeah, yeah. A couple of days sometimes just to be able to write that to me, that was like, like I knew we were going to be re- recording this afternoon, but this, it was wearing on me that I had been absent for so long. So I was like, fine, let me just put something down. And I sat down and typed that out and it was done, posted. And then I was able to move on to whatever I needed to do for the the recording session. I, it's been years, years since I've been able to. Do I don't. More I don't think as long as I've known day. you, you haven't been able to. You would talk about writing the newsy, and you know, it would be just like I need to set aside a day or a couple of days to do this. Yeah, I mean, granted, those were longer, <laughs> but yeah, it's because it's anything that's really taxing on my brain is going to make it worse. I have learned it's not just me. Um, just the very act of doing intense brain stuff, thinking, and for me, that's words, putting words together on page, trying to figure out what I'm trying to say is enough to trigger cognitive deficits. So to be able to do that, and I did feel it after I wrote it, I felt it. I felt the, the, the cloud descending and I was like, nope, can't afford it just going to have to figure something out. And so I went and did one of the things that I will sometimes do now in order to pull myself back out of it is to go read something that interests me 
and engages my brain a little bit enough that I come back out of the fog. It doesn't always work, but it did today because the fog was very small. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so hopeful. The, the problem I find with talking about stuff like this is it's not a linear progression forward. I've spent the last two years telling my patrons, I think I'm getting better. I'm thinking I'm getting better. And then I'll have this really good stretch of days or even weeks. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm rocking it again. And then I just, my brain shuts down. And how do you go back and say, well, actually I'm still not well. It's so frustrating. So I'm afraid that having gotten all excited and telling all these good things here means that now something bad is going to happen. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. That, yeah, I am, I'm very encouraged by the way that you have been able to recognize things that are coming on now and, and take steps to thwart them. Where in the past, you just didn't know what was happening, or you just knew it was yeah, happening, was but you weren't sure why. Yeah, just at the mercy of whatever my brain decided to do. But I will say that you have been somewhat obsessive about this. Have you met me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sometimes I feel like I'm at when when we talk before we start recording. I will ask Taylor how things are going and, and with regard to her health, and I feel like I'm in like the last year of med school and I'm just about to make rounds. I'm, I'm talking and she's talking at a level that I can't even begin to comprehend. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, that sounds really good. <laughs> Move it on. <laughs> so anyway, that's, anyway, uh, that oh, is I, I our just, show. I just wanted to say, yeah. And I just wanted to say the real point behind all of that is once I finally get back into my real writing, 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 I probably have much better show topics. But right now I'm kind of just not on the same wavelength with this. Like I'm, I just don't have a lot in me for it because all of my focus has been towards how to heal my brain. All right. So that is our show for this week. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I, I hope you could understand where Taylor's coming from and we will be back with you again soon. Thanks for being here guys. See you next week. <laughs>